It's the Northern Blitz Podcast. Bring. Welcome to the Northern Blitz Podcast. You are listening to NFL coverage from your friends up north. We're talking Canada. Hey. Yes, sir. And as always, I am your host, Tyler Thrasher. And with me to my right is none other than Jamie McCord. Hey, I'm here. I'm ready. I'm going to do this podcast. Here we come. <laughs> that was awesome. And <laughs> also with me to my left is Justin McCord. A.K.A. the Pleasure Craft Operator. What? You don't even own a Pleasure Craft. What are no, you talking about? But I do a Pleasure Craft Operator card in my wallet. Yeah, no. who, who did he say he was Pleasure Craft Operating earlier? I don't know, but I, Jamie McCourt, am anybody the wants one it. who bought a Pleasure Craft Sure today, did. Sure did. Ready to rock this Ni- Sea-Doo. 1997 Sea-Doo with a shuttle. Attached to it, yeah, that's yeah. a sea do boat. That's a serious pleasure craft. So I just want to say, when you guys keep using the term pleasure craft, you sound like big perverts. Oh, sorry, man. No, but I mean, you know, sort I mean, of the shoe kind of fits with you, you, Justin. Yeah. With James. Whoa, whoa. whoa. Yeah, well, you said you were you the know pleasure what? craft operator. You guys know I'm just trying out the moniker. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I think it works. Well, I was talking to your wife, and she says that does not work. Oh, ouch. That's below the belt. You know what? False. <laughs> what Survey she- says I am the father. <laughs> Wait, no. is it a survey? Wait, are we doing an NFL podcast? Or more Mori po- It's Mori Povich day. Oh, okay. And actually, it's not a survey. I believe it's the test. I thought it was Jerry Springer, but I don't yeah. know. No, that's Mori all day. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, so today we are going to grade the AFC East draft. We are going to be talking winners and losers. We're going to talk a little Aaron Rodgers and just like general what stuff's going on in the NFL right now. But first, we want to have a correction from last episode. Last week on Rapid Fire, I asked the question about the Steelers, and they didn't take one O-lineman. They actually took two O-linemen, and so that question is now null and void. So Justin is the new winner for last week. Yes. What? Um, In a couple days. Well, what's the date today? Is it the 11th? The 11th. Tomorrow, the the NFL schedule gets released. I know. I'm excited. How are we feeling? We're feeling good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved I love this time of year because I find out what two dates the Cowboys are going to beat up on the Eagles every year, and it's like it's like my favorite time of the year. Find out when we're going to smack them down. Sorry, are you still living in 1997 like Jamie Sidu? Oh, hello. <laughs> no offense, Jamie. Fired right up when he started it. Boom. Yeah, because it, in the 2000s, that is bull crap. You, you should you should check the record of the 2000s and see. I'll how, check the see, OR. See how that goes. Coming up this weekend, rookie mini camps, which is one thing I'm super excited about because I get you get all the draft comes and you're so excited who you're gonna get and what your like Christmas morning gonna look like. Now you have they're gonna get them on the field for the first time, and I just I'm on DallasCowboys.com all weekend long just trying to find out how these guys are doing. You know what I thought was really interesting when I was looking like NFL thinking NFL rookie camps, they gave them two dates for the rookie camps, so three teams have already finished their rookie camps today. There was the 7th to the 10th as an option for your rookie camps. And Indy, Las Vegas, and the Jets all chose that as their rookie mini camps. So their mini camps finished up today. The rest of the NFL is going next week, right? 14th to the 17th. But That is interesting. I'm like, I don't know if it's just a COVID thing or uh, trying to give more stuff. But they were like, we can do two dates. Three teams decided we're going to do it early. Weird. Yeah, get them on the field as soon as possible. How about this Aaron Rodgers situation? Like, it is getting a little bit silly. What do you think the chances are that, that he is on 
Green Bay at the beginning of the year, man. I don't think the chances are very good, to be honest. Um, but if I were Green Bay, I wouldn't bother doing anything. If you if Aaron Rodgers wants to retire, right? If that's what he's going to do, and I mean, maybe he would because he seems like he can real hold a grudge. But you know, his team has done very well in the last few years, right? Number one offense last year. What does he have to complain about? I know he doesn't like some of the things or people they're drafting, but apparently they're doing some really good stuff. Yeah, I think that the, the, the only thing I see with what you're saying is he's the reason that they have their one offense. It's not because they're building around him so well. It's because he's like the best player in the league, or at least top three quarterback in the league. And I don't think he doesn't have the Mahomes weapons. Like Mahomes is amazing, but he's got like weapons all over the place. He doesn't have that. He's got one amazing receiver, and then he's got some like some dudes out there. He made some no-name tight end, like a household name, with like, I don't know what he had, like 12 to 15 touchdowns this year. It's incredible. I think he's the reason that they're often so good, not because they're building some offensive juggernaut. Right, and I, I agree that he is the reason why they're doing so well. But the other thing too that we like is the offensive line is fantastic, and they've been they've invested in offensive line for years in Green Bay, and that's a big thing about a passer like Aaron Rodgers. He sits back in the pocket, has time to throw the ball. I also think that he's on the Packers. I I don't know where they're going to be able to shuffle him. What they would get in return? They just offered him an enormous amount. I think he's scheduled to make twenty one million this year and they just doubled the offer for for the next couple of years. Well, twenty one at this point is very low. It is very low. Yeah. So but they doubled it. I think he's gonna make over forty with it, the with the new offer that they gave him. So I'd be shocked if if they're able to move him. It's just because like does who's gonna be able to give you, you know, three what what would you demand? Three first round draft picks probably? Maybe. I mean there was a two teams off the top of my head that I would think would jump at this well maybe even three houston detroit and uh, i mean denver yeah and if i'm them i am putting out offers and it really just comes down to what it's it comes down to what does aaron Rodgers want to do because he's a he he's the type of guy i could see just like you know hopefully i get this jeopardy gig and i'll just like move on or like he gets respect with this new deal and he stays in place but for me it's like the packers are just kind of like waiting on whatever Aaron decides to do because he's got all the cards. If he's willing to hang them up, he's got all the cards. Yeah, and I mean, who, like I'm thinking about this and I'm like, who does this look bad on, this whole situation? Does it look bad on the Packers or does it look bad on Aaron Rodgers? Well, I, I would say it looks bad on everybody. I mean, here's the thing about Aaron Rodgers. is He's got a point. They're drafting quarterbacks without telling them in the first round. They're doing all this stuff. They're not giving him the weapons he needs. He feels slighted. He feels this way, and they could have done a way better job of keeping him in the loop and helping him, like, let him know, this is what's happening, this is what we're going to do, this is why, like, get him on board with these things. But instead, they do a thing around him, and he's feeling like, what the heck? Yeah, he's a franchise, he's your franchise quarterback. You should be talking to him, or at least saying, hey, these are the things we're thinking about doing. I, I never feel like executives have to ask permission of players because I feel like they're they're always having the team's best interests at heart. But keeping someone in the loop, you know, that just makes sense. There's a slight difference between, you know, a, a franchise quarterback, like a Sam Darnold. He was the Jets' franchise quarterback. Now he's maybe the Panthers' franchise quarterback. The difference between, like, hey, Sam, we're drafting a quarterback. No, he doesn't earn that respect. Aaron Rodgers, though, like like both of you guys have been saying— He's the reason why they've won a lot of games. Yeah. He's 37 years old. He's put his dues in. 
He is the face of your franchise and has been for, you know, over a decade, a decade and a half. Yeah, multiple MVPs, a Super Bowl ring. So that's a, a scenario where you're absolutely right, Jamie. Keeping him in the loop, keeping him updated. What did you say, I think, our was it last week or maybe a couple weeks ago? We were talking about Tom Brady, right? Uh, Tampa Bay drafts a quarterback. What did they do? Yeah, they called him up and they said, hey, Tom, just want to let you know we're drafting a quarterback. You all right with that? Not like Tom would be, you know. Yeah, what's worried, he going to say? No, I'm, uh, you're not allowed? No, but they just gave him a heads up. Hey, just so you know, we are drafting a quarterback, not like watch the draft. Hey, look at that. Surprise, we got a quarterback. Should he be that sensitive and should he be afraid that they drafted a quarterback? Probably not, but that's how it goes and they didn't keep him posted. I feel like he just feels like, hey, if you're not going to treat me with that respect, then I am, you know, I'm upset. Speaking of upset, Juwan James is pretty upset because Ooh. he has tore his Achilles working on his own. And under the the uh, collective bargaining agreement, that is an NFI, non-football-related injury, and he is not necessarily going to get paid. So the Broncos have a decision to make, and this is a big thing because the players' union has decided to tell all their players not to show up to facilities, not to do anything that's not mandatory, and the teams want people to come in and work in their facilities. So this is kind of a really touchy subject. What do you guys? Are, what do you guys are thinking? I'm a little kind of on the team side. I want. I would want these guys in my facility so we can like take good care of them and make sure they're doing what they're supposed to do where do you guys fall on this i think that there are guys going into the facilities and still doing stuff when they live in the area i think the issue is when guys are going home to other places where they don't live i i think juan james would have a huge case if they decided not to pay him because yes he was working out away from the facility but he was using a program that was recommended to him by his coach so he was doing something that was approved by his coach and recommended by his coach for him to do in the offseason. So I think it's a bit of a different situation, right? But this is really an interesting, an interesting thing from the NFL, right? Trying to force the players back into quote-unquote voluntary workouts. Well, I think the thing is, is um, it's really up, it's really has a lot to do with what they've collectively bargained. And if the collective bargaining says if you're working out outside of the facility is considered, you know, a non-football related injury, like you're screwed. Yeah, I think the only exception to that would be so, you know, because these guys can work out in the facility anytime. They can do it all year round. Like I know, I'm sure we've all heard of these players. There's certain players that are like, you know what? I'm not spending my paycheck. I'm working out in the facility. I'm not getting any. I'm I'm eating food in the facility. Like I'm living there basically, right? But there's also guys that probably do that outside of it, which we know that happens. I yeah. would say this, if approved by the team, right, where they get permission, I think there that might not have to be like a new thing put into the collective bargaining agreement because some guys are going, I mean, their guys are likely going to have to train away from the facility. You know, some guys have families that maybe they're not in the state that they play in or in the city that they play in. And so, but this isn't that case, right? This is a case where people, yes, are specifically staying away from the facility or opting out of voluntary workouts and then doing it outside. So I, I'm pretty sure I read this week that that it's been a part of the collective bargaining agreement for a long time, but that it's never actually been used. There's not been a team that's never actually not paid someone when there's been an injury. Even like I was thinking back of the new England Patriots. I remember when Robert Edwards uh, tore his ACL playing football on the beach at the, I think it was at the Pro Bowl. It was Bowl. at the Pro Bowl. It was an right? NFL-sanctioned event. They kept him on for two more years on contract while he rehabbed his leg. They didn't have to do that, right? But 
I'm not sure if it's ever been used that a team has ever said, we're not going to pay you. Yeah, and I think that's because the the players didn't come out and say, don't work out of these facilities. I think it's kind of a back and forth war going on here. They're like, we can use what we have if you're going to use what you have. And I don't know who's going to win. Like, I'm, I assume that um, Juwan James is going to get his money. I assume the Broncos aren't going to not give him his money. That would set a really poor precedent. But the fact that, like, this is out there is huge because um, this war going on between in and out of the facility is going on between teams and the player union. Well, I hope so, because that'd be a $10 million, like, that'd be a $10 million injury. And according to Matt Miller, um, he was told by the union the day before not to work at the facility, and he started working on it at home. This is on their podcast. That's what they said. And that's crazy if that's the case. That yeah, he was well, told to not work at the facility, went to work, and then got super injured. Well, I, I mean, if that's the case, and I and I did hear the same thing that the union was the one instructing him. Yeah. So here's the thing: it's like, guys, you know what? If they're checking in with the union, if they have documentation, and maybe there's email tra- trail of saying, "Hey, I've I've checked this out. I've got this." Whether the union's on the hook for that ten million, if the team's not willing to pay it, or the team, because that's what I was trying to say. As long as you know you're going through proper channels, you're informing the team of what you're doing. Let's say you're informing the team that you have a private, because we know how many quarterbacks in the off season. Go work out with a you know a quarterback guru or you know hire a, a, a guy they a special with. trainer for sure. It's just different now, guys, because it's it's just different because of what the player union is doing, right? It's it's they're they're not on the same page anymore, right? They're trying to take right. it, they're trying to get rid of the off season program and the and the teams want to keep the off off season program. So that's the only difference I see is that like all these things used to happen, but it was all on the guys that were on the same yeah. page. Well, where, right now where they're I not s- on the same page and there's going to be friction. Well, and I see this needs to be ironed out in the next, in the next CBA. It needs, it needs to be figured out to say where I think there's are eight years left. I think it was a 10 oh, year. Right, yeah, they it's did. huge. So like, it's got to get worked out in between that. Yeah. But they can still work on some things. Yeah, it's got to be worked out between the players union and the, well, I think too, it's always been seen as, as, "Quote unquote voluntary but mandatory workout." And now they're saying, "You know what? We're not we're not going to go there. We're not going to put ourselves at risk for extra COVID stuff currently." So it's it'll be really interesting to see where it plays out. Let's move on to the draft because there's we have lots of inf- lots of stuff still to talk to about the draft. And I was wondering um, this week, and I was wondering what teams you guys think that were not in the playoffs last year through this this year's draft has put themselves back into the playoffs. I think the number one team for me that I think that's drafted their way back into the playoffs and they were really close to making the playoffs last year is Miami. They come out, they get Waddle and Phillips in the first round. Second round, they get Javon Holland, who for me was the top safety. So now you've got three impact players and then you still get Eichenberg, who's probably going to be a starter on their own line. So you've got four impact players from a team that just missed the playoffs. I mean, a lot of it's going to come down to Tua, They've done a great job to draft and put people around them. Yeah, actually, Miami was uh, one of my teams. They were super close anyway. So, I mean, two was a big piece of this, if he can like take that next step. But they definitely gave him the best opportunity to with um, strengthening the defense with the Phillips and the Holland pick and also um, giving him that next receiver, that deep threat, and a guy who you can like bubble screen this guy and he can take it to the house and waddle. Um, I feel like they have a great chance of uh, being in the playoffs. That wouldn't that wouldn't be that wouldn't surprise me, but probably as a wild card. Yeah, the other thing that I really liked was the Hunter Long pick, right? You put Long with Gasecki and you can go with a two tight end set and I think that can also really help to a lot. Yeah, I mean that's not gonna hurt. 
The other team I have is um, the Dallas Cowboys. And you might think this is a bit of a homer pick at being a Cowboys fan, but Maybe they a little. spent eight of their 11 picks on defense. Their offense with Dak coming back and those receivers are he's gonna and their two tackles coming back should be great. And if you can improve that defense even to a middle of the pack defense instead of one of the like last the worst three defenses in the league, I can see them making a huge jump in winning the NFC East, which is also a well, at least was last year. I think they're gonna be improved. All teams, maybe not the Eagles, have improved and no offense. Um, and I think that that's a, a division that's winnable. So I think the Cowboys actually have a decent shot at uh, getting into the playoffs next year. Yeah, and the team that I liked was the Chargers. I think they did a great job. With, oh, great choice. Yeah, they you know getting Slater and shoring up that offensive line and Asante Samuel Jr. in the second round. Those two, I think they hit on. Those guys are likely going to be day one starters for them and, and make a huge impact. And I think that's going to put them right over there. I mean, they were close to making the playoffs. And I think that and... You know, Herbert just stepping his game up in his in his second year is really gonna put them over the edge. Yeah, that Slater pick, like Herbert was on his back too. Like it is crazy how good he was that with the amount of times he and got, how many times he, he was hit, hit, run around, insane. His yeah. throwing angles at times, like was just nuts. And so that Slater pick is just gold. Like I, that's probably the my favorite pick in the whole draft because the need and the and the value, oh, so good. Well, and then in the third round they had two picks and they picked. Uh, Josh Palmer, wide receiver out of Tennessee. Canadian alert. That is yeah. a Canadian. And Trey McKitty. Uh, tight end out of Georgia. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, and you guys know Georgia had a great offense this year. Uh, it was a really great team. So, they, you know, third round, they go and give him a receiver and a tight end. I think Palmer should be good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've helped. You've given him the protection and some extra weapons. Um, you can't go wrong there. The other thing I was thinking about a lot is who do you, here, I'm going to go first, but he, winners and losers from draft weekend. I'm going to throw out a couple. My big winner from draft weekend was none other than Zach Wilson because the Jets did something they never did for Sam Darnold, which is build around him. They, they drafted him, then they moved up for a guard. So now they're like offensive line is set. Then the second round, they go Elijah Moore, wide receiver, and now he's got another weapon to throw to. And then in the fourth round, they get Michael Carter, the running back, who is going to be a great third down back. He could probably be, even do more than that, but he could take it to the house at any time. They are just love. They like they love Zach Wilson. They're building around him. So my my biggest winner is Zach Wilson. And just to add on to what Justin was saying, one of my other winners was Justin Herbert with him drafting Slater and keeping him on his feet and healthy. And my last winner. Chicago Bears fans, they got their quarterback. Yep. They got to be ecstatic. One of the winners I thought from the draft was um, the Cleveland Browns. Already, I know you're thinking Cleveland, you know, played pretty good last year already, but some of their needs in the draft were really addressed well. I thought in the first round, taking Greg Newsom the second to shore up that secondary was awesome. And then in the second round, they were able to snag Jeremiah Owosu-Koromoa, which I thought, you know, lots of people talked about him going in the first round. So to get him there, spending those first two picks on defensive players and shoring up that defense is huge. And then the third round, they grab Anthony Schwartz, which, you know, as a wide receiver, they already have a decent, uh, like really solid wide receiver core. But here's someone that, you know, they can build for the future who's a decent wide receiver so they can put him in there. So I thought Cleveland did a really good job of addressing some of their needs to sort of take them to that next level. Yeah, I got a couple, uh, a couple of winners. So winners, winner, winner, number one, Sam Darnold. 
I think Sam Darnold came out a winner. They could have drafted Justin Fields in Carolina. Could have. Didn't. Didn't. Uh, can I read off a, f- a few? Can I read off a few pass catchers from 2020? Yeah, Sam yeah. Darnold was throwing the ball to Jameson Crowder, awesome. Braxton Berrios, Bouchard Perriman. <laughs> running back one Frank Gore, uh, aka Father Time. Well, technically, they did have Lev Bell for a little bit. Running back Christian McCaffrey. Upgrade. Yeah. Oh, also, I think he's a wide receiver. Uh, <laughs> wide receivers DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrence Marshall Jr. Upgrade. Upgrade. Uh, so Upgrade. biggest winner, I think right now, is Sam Darnold. Uh, another big winner, though, San Francisco 49ers, Trey Lance. I actually think that they got that upside and just to see what he's going to be capable of. He has been so good with a very, very small amount of high-level playing football. So I'm really curious to see what he can do. I sound like a broken record, but in that system, he's going to be so good. And that leads me right into my biggest loser of the draft. I actually have a, an individual. It's Garoppolo. He Ooh, is the big. biggest loser. See how those tie into each other? That was really yeah, good. I yeah. think that's debatable. I mean, he's never going to be the biggest loser because he's got that face. Yeah, he does. He's a he can always be a kid. model, right? He's a good-looking kid. So anyways, that's my, that's my winners and losers. Well, if you have winners, you got to have losers, and I got a few of those. My here are my three biggest losers. Combo Andy Dalton, Cam Newton. Ooh, yeah. yeah, you might be losing your jobs, boys. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, there's going to be a fight in training camp. I feel like Cam might be a little safe, but you never know. Bill does what Bill wants to do. Also, another big loser in this draft, Joe Burrow's health. You had Penny Sewell just sitting there. The guy's coming off a huge leg injury. You pick a receiver. Clearly, like me, they don't care about Joe Burrow. And my other last biggest loser in the in the draft is Broncos fans. You had Justin Fields sitting right there. You had him. You could have taken him. But don't worry, guys, because guess what you have? Someone to stop another receiver. No quarterback. You Well, you have two quarterbacks, which means you have no quarterbacks. And so my biggest loser of the draft is Broncos fans. Sorry, guys. Yeah, they always say if you got two quarterbacks in the NFL, you got no quarterbacks. Zero. James, what do you got for losers? Well, other than the Patriots, you can just move past that. Oh, quickly. stop. I thought the Patriots were a winner. Uh, I graded their draft a B plus. But for me, one of the losers was the Green Bay Packers. You know, you're going cornerback Eric Stokes first round. Second round, you're going Josh Myers, the center, which I think is a bit of a reach. Like, not a bad player, but I I think you could have, you know, gone a little bit farther into the draft to get him. Then third round, you're going wide receiver, Amari Rogers, which isn't bad, but you're waiting until the third round to address a need that still needed to be done. I think their draft could have been done a lot better. Another big loser, I think, is the Las Vegas Raiders. And we've talked about this, but you're drafting Alex Leatherwood. You got Darisaw and Jenkins still on the board. You're going with the Leatherwood because you feel, you know, he's your guy. The and Leatherwood. Then you got, and sorry, then, sorry, I had to stop you there. You just nicknamed him the Leatherwood. Yeah, and then second round, you get Trayvon Moreg. Awesome. Unbelievable safety, which is great. Then you decide you're going to draft two more safeties in the, like, Give come on, the Raiders. Safeties. What the heck is going on? Yep, those picks are fit for the pit. 
Yeah, that you know what that sounds like? That sounds like thirteen-year-old uh, Justin fantasy baseball. What drafting all of the Blue Jays outfield, including <laughs> all four, including Jacob Brumfield, yeah. the the, the ex- well utility infield slash extra outfielder. Someone might have got injured in that outfield, so you had to have the extra guy. Yeah, and you he was utility infielder. <laughs> I don't even think he was. No, he wasn't. But he did still. No, I had, I had Ed Sprague that year too, though. He was a utility infielder. <laughs> He's like the whole Blue Jays team. <laughs> Pretty much. I was thirteen. That's only only baseball players I knew back then. Oh, guys, guess what? I just want to mention this, guys. This to you guys. Nate wants to do a family uh, fancy football league this year with all our kids and us in it. So look out for that. Come oh September. boy, I'm watching for it. So that's going to be exciting times. This was Nate's idea, and he wants us to do it. So I bet you Ella and Hunter will be in. Oh, they would be, for sure. No, no, your kids would be in, James? It's risky. I'm not sure. They would want to at first, but they'd have no clue about anything. But Jonas would really love picking a team name. Yeah, he would. And he'd like to just pick people based on their names. Oh, that's a cool name. That is true. So he'll probably get Wild Goose and... uh, He would take (laughs) Leatherwood. And Loudermilk. Loudermilk, Wild Goose. He'd take all those. Let's get to the AFC. We're going to rank, we're going to grade the AFC's draft. Well, let's start with uh, let's start with the Buffalo Bills, guys. What what did you guys rank the Buffalo Bills draft class? I went with a rating for the uh, Buffalo Bills as a B. They had my that was the worst rating for the AFC East, I thought, but I had them uh, graded as a B. I thought the first round was awesome and I thought what they did was great. You know, you got Rousseau in the first round. Um, then you pick up Basham Jr. And so I think you're addressing your defensive needs. They had some real issues on defense. And so these two guys, I think, are great picks for them. And then, you know, your next couple picks, you're getting offensive tackles, which I think are great too. But I'm like, I thought all their guys were, were good picks for them, but nothing just fancy. I just thought their team addressed the needs that they had. Yeah, I gave them a B-. minus. First of all, I thought the AFC... Uh, East, all along the board, had fairly decent drafts. Um, but as the Buffalo Bills, you know, Greg Rousseau, yeah, he's a good pick. Boogie Basham, good pick. Like, nothing shouts out. Nothing. These are steady, good, solid picks all down the board. And so I feel like they did okay. So I gave them a B-. minus. Justin, how are you feeling about the Buffalo Bills? Yeah, I mean, the Buffalo Bills did all right. They got Gregory uh, Rosso late, 30th pick overall in the first round. I had him, you know, going kind of mid to, to later in the first round. So I thought they got pretty good value there. And then they grabbed a couple of, you know, third round. They didn't have a fourth round pick. Third round, they got Spencer Brown, offensive tackle. And, they, and then they took another offensive tackle in the fifth round. So I think they did okay. But in terms of what we saw, not as flashy as some of the other teams in the AFC. So I, I'm going to give them a B minus. Yeah, that sounds uh, reasonable. So let's start talking about the Patriots. What do you guys think? I'm think I feel like the Patriots had a solid B draft, a solid B. I, you know, Mac Jones fell to him. That's great. You needed a, a quarterback for the future, so I think that's a great pick. But moving up for Barmore, I'm not sure. He's got some um, coachability issues, but I mean, they have a coach who usually can get things going the right way, or he will just get rid of you. So I think that's always a possibility. So I thought like those two are the talents there. But I'm unsure about, you know, how much uh, Barmore loves the game and is willing to be coached. But I loved uh, Cameron McGrone at 177 in the fifth round. I think he is going to, he's the sideline to sideline linebacker. Hail to the victor. He is a Michigan 
guy, but like he is um, exactly what you want in the linebacker these days. Be able to get like from Sal. He's like a mini Devin Bush. He used to play for Michigan as well. Like he will, he is going to be a player. So I love that pick. So overall, I thought it was solid. I think Mac jo- waiting and having Mac Jones follow you is great. Um, but uh, I give them a B. What do you guys feel about the Patriots? Yeah, I, I actually gave him a B plus. I know what you were saying about uh, Barrymore. We did. There was a lot of talk that came out about his coachability and that he might not be, you know, as much of a team player, and so that pushed him down. If it wasn't for that, though, he would have gone in the first round, I think, pretty easily. And so, you know, they Mac Jones fell to them. We had a lot of a lot of mock drafts. I think we mocked the Patriots trading up to get Mac Jones. They got him at their spot. Didn't have to give anything up. And they got Barrymore in the second round, who, again, could have been possibly a first-round pick. Stevenson, the running back out of Oklahoma, uh, I've heard a lot of good things about him. He had pretty productive uh, time at Oklahoma. And so, overall, I'm, I'm giving them a B-plus. Yeah, I went with a B-plus as well. Uh, I went B-plus. I, I mean, I've already kind of talked about this, and you guys have talked about a lot of stuff. The other thing I thought was really kind of neat, I really like their seventh-round pick, Trey Nixon. May end up being nothing, but speedy wideout who can also do special team stuff, right? They're always looking for special teams players as well, so I kind of really like that pick. Yeah, if there's a seventh-round pick that could have like a role, just like at least on special teams, that's solid. All right, let's move on to the New York Jets, Jets, Jets. Um, I got the Jets as an A draft, and I feel like with uh, Miami and the Jets, they have multiple first-round picks. It makes it a little bit easier, but uh, they got Zach Williams, Wilson, the quarterback. This draft is really much going to fall on whether he is the guy or not, but like... Let's say he is the guy. They got your quarterback. You got offensive line. You went Elijah Moore in the, the second round. Michael Carter in the fourth. Like, these are all great picks. And uh, a pick that I really like is in the sixth round, Hamza Nazaruddin, safety Florida. He's a big thumper safety. Maybe he'll be able to play a little bit of linebacker. I really love that pick. So for them, especially the Michael Carter in the fourth round, that is an absolute steal. I would give them an A, a solid A draft. Yeah. Now, hold on. Which Michael Carter? <laughs> not the second. The first Not one. the corner. Not the second. The first. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm giving them an A as well. Very solid draft. I loved Zach Wilson and Elijah Vera Tucker. The combination of a quarterback guard was amazing. And then they just kept going. So they got Elijah Moore in the second round. Uh, he's he's small, but he's, and he's compact, but he's dangerous. And then they got Michael Carter, the running back out of North Carolina in the fourth round. So really just solidifying right around Zach Wilson. As you'd said, Ty, it remains to be seen when you when you draft a quarterback. Yes, obviously, you have to kind of wait and see how it plays out. But they really put some pieces around him. And so I'm going with uh, an A on their draft grade. Really, really like what they did. Yeah, I had them graded as an A-. minus. So, I mean, I thought it was a solid draft. You have two first-round picks. Um, you got Wilson and, and Vera Tucker, which I think is great combo because they needed that O-line help. And I thought, you're getting the young quarterback. You want to make sure you're protecting him. I was interested to see if they were going to go with a different offensive weapon in that second pick in the first round. But they went Vera Tucker, which is a solid pick. Uh, Elijah Moore, all right in the second round. Michael Carter, I think, could be an impact player in the fourth round. right? And I think all of those first four picks are great picks. Um, and then after that, kind of tails off a little bit for me. But overall, I was given the the Jets an A minus. That's a good grade. And I feel like the one thing, like it could have been an A plus draft for me, but I didn't feel like they really went and got a solid corner up high in the draft. Yeah, which probably would have put that up to an A plus for me. 
Now we're going to go on to the Miami Dolphins, who also had a couple of first-round picks. Justin, what are you feeling about the Dolphins draft? So I gave the Dolphins an A-. minus. I mean, it's hard to not... I feel it's hard to not get a high grade when you have two first-round draft picks. but And two second-round picks. Yeah, that's crazy. But the reason why I dropped them down a little bit... So a couple of things. You know, they went for Jalen Phillips in at 18th pick. Jalen Phillips, probably a dynamic player... He's one. I think he's one concussion away from quitting football. He's already uh, pseudo retired when he was in college over a concussion. wasn't even sure he could come back and play. Yeah, that's and he's true. back in. I mean, is he a dynamic player? Does he play fast and hard? And is he going to be a difference maker on defense? Sure, if he plays, but he might not. And so there's a little bit of a question. I mean, Jalen Waddle, fantastic, love the pick. And then here's where I think things go a little bit interesting is that I think that with the Javon Holland pick at safety, nothing wrong with that. It's a good pick. But they could have, you know, they addressed the offensive line a little bit later, uh, about eight picks later uh, with Liam Etchenberg. And I think they could have reversed that, maybe looked at trying to get, see if they could have got Holland a little bit later. I had him dropping a little bit more. I think in my original mock draft, I had him in the first round late, and then I, I pushed him back. And so I thought maybe they could have dropped. And so I think they reached maybe a bit there. Um, and so if they could have maybe addressed offensive tackle a little bit earlier in the draft, maybe even around that Jalen Phillips and then waited until and got an edge in the, in the, in the second round. Yeah. For me, I graded their, um, their draft, their draft at an A. So I actually had them ahead of, uh, the jets, which I know a lot of people, uh, didn't do, but I, I thought that their first four picks, I think they're all going to be impact starters. Uh, you got Waddle, Phillips, uh, and I mean, I get the injury stuff with Phillips, but right, they're addressing a need, uh, a huge need there, and so they address that with Phillips. And he's a top, he's a top ten talent, healthy. Yeah, yeah, and they're getting him at eighteen, right? So I thought, I thought Javon Holland was the best safety, and so they get him at thirty six, which in my draft I had him going, um, you know, in the first round. And then you got Eichenberg that's going to go 42. And all those four guys, I think, will be starters. And then you get Hunter Long, which I think will be just really interesting to see what they do with him, right? I really like Hunter Long, and I, I think he's going to you know, have a real impact with this team. So I graded theirs as an A. Yeah, I also gave them an A. I love the Waddle pick. I mean, there was a piece of me who wanted to um, knock them back because they I feel they went back up to six to get either Pitts or uh, Jamar Chase, and they didn't get them. But Jalen Waddle is an excellent consolation prize, and he's going to make them better. And Jalen Phillips, for me, was a top 10 talent. But with his concussion issues, he was there at 18, so I, I understand picking him there. Plus, I love Javon Holland. I wanted the Cowboys to take him, and I'm a little mad that they took him ahead of us, but it is what it is. And helping out with your offensive line. So I feel like you got a receiver and a tackle to help Tua, and you also, like, your biggest uh, question mark on defense was your edge rusher position, and you got Jalen Phillips, um, arguably the best pass rusher in the draft. I feel like it's an A draft for sure. Guys, do you hear that? I think that's the fans. They're going wild because it is time for... Rapid fire. All right, guys. Are you guys ready for rapid fire? I'm ready. Bring it. Oh, I'm so ready. I'm ready to win every time yeah, like I have. You're, you're, I think you're on a bit well, of a losing streak, Justin. Yeah, I think like so. You went strong in the first one, and then Jamie's been cleaning your clock. Nah, this is... You know I mean, what? I would have won every single I know time if I, I hadn't lost a race. I know you gave it to him last week because I beat him in the race, so you gave him the win, quote-unquote win. Whatever you need That's to tell yourself quotes, to sleep. Win. Well, Get he, yourself to sleep. He did night. win the best 
or best worst excuse for missing the second day of the draft. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. I'll and give him that. Record, which I is which plenty, is a loss. That's a loss in and of itself. I got plenty of messages asking me about this mentalist and how this worked out and how did it happen. I got a lot too. People, yeah. you didn't get much out of it, obviously. Joe Diamond, man, you got to look him up. All right, the so Diamond. Unless Joe Diamond's going to sponsor us, we're going to stop. Yeah, you want to stop repping him? That's right. So uh, you guys are ready. Yeah. Question number one usually goes to Justin, but I'm switching it. Jamie. Oh, my gosh. Oh. No, sorry. I'm going to actually stick with Justin because it's funnier for this one to be for Justin. Okay. Justin, <laughs> which man crush of Jamie's is stronger, Jared Stidham or Drew Locke? Jared Stidham. I don't, man. He's like, oh, but Denver has Drew Locke, and Drew Locke's my favorite. It's not a man crush. Oh, they're going to they're they're understand get, the executives in They're going to get Teddy Bridgewater to, to mentor him and bring him along. Yeah, it's so, true, but it's it's Jared Stidham. He's is, also like Stidham. That's incorrect. It was Drew Locke. No. <laughs> Jamie. Yep. Better odds. Trevor Lawrence cuts his hair, or he throws for four thousand yards in his rookie year. Uh, four thousand yards in his rookie year. That's probably true. He's Justin. Not, he's not cutting those locks. More starts next year. Mac Jones or Justin Fields. Justin Fields. That is correct. Jamie. Which second-round pick will have more receiving yards, Elijah Moore with the Jets or Rondell Moore with the Cardinals? Which Moore is getting more? I'm going to go Rondell Moore. That's wrong. That's wrong. He has so many receivers. It's yeah. totally Elijah Moore. Justin, who will have more interceptions in year one, Horn or Sertan? Sertan. No, it's probably going to be Horn. Horn, for Sorry. sure. Jamie. Yep. Who... Does Aaron Rodgers play for Green Bay next year or another team? I'm going to say Green Bay. You just yeah. said he wasn't going to be yeah. on the like earlier on. How can you go both sides? I didn't say he wasn't going to be on. You, I said if I was the Green Bay executives, I wouldn't move him. If he decides to retire, he retires. Right, but well, I would say I wouldn't we'll go move back him. And li- sorry, go back and sorry. listen to listen, it. Tyler asked you. The he, correct answer was none of the above Jeopardy, so he gets it wrong. Fine. Justin, what safety gets more picks? Trayvon Morig or... Jamie's other man crush, Javon Holland. Morig. That is correct. Jamie, better chance of winning the AFC East, the Bills or the field? The Bills. That is probably true. Justin. Whoa, hold on a second. He went against his Patriots. I love it. That is awesome. He doesn't believe in his own team. He just he, he believes in the truth, Tyler, more than his own team. All right, that's minus one point for Justin. What? For me? Justin. What? Who's won more uh, old school fantasy football league championships? Tyler or you two clowns combined? Why are you making me say you this? Gotta be honest. I know what the correct answer is. It's Tyler. That is correct. And two points for your honesty. I think I'm tied with him actually between mine and Lloyd's. Uh, you're oh, not. Boy. And you still have less, and you don't get Lloyd's championships. It's the same team. And minus two for Jamie for his lippiness. Jamie. Yep. Will the Patriots get to another Super Bowl during the Bill Belichick era? Yes. That is incorrect. Sorry. <laughs> Justin, better chance to win the AFC North, the Browns or the Ravens? Ooh, the Browns. I think that's true. I do. It's weird. Weird to say that. Yeah, it is weird. It's super weird. I think they have like the best actual talent in the whole NFL, like top to bottom roster wise. But moving on, Jamie, yep. would you rather have Devontae Smith or Kadarius Toney and a first round pick for next year? So it's Devontae Smith or Kadarius in the first round pick? Yeah. Um, Devontae Smith. That is incorrect. Just to needle the Eagles. Justin, better year next year. Sam Darnold with the Panthers or Zach Wilson with the Jets? I'm actually going to go Sam Darnold because he's got 
McCaffrey. McCaffrey's going to have a better year than both of those clowns. You had to stay true to what you said earlier. That was nice. I like it. Point. Jamie, did the Giants do enough to get Daniel Jones into the elite status? Whoa, I'm not sure we could ever say that Daniel Jones will get to the elite status, but I think that they've done a lot to help him out with this offseason, yes. Did you say yes? Yes, yes, they've done a lot to help him out, but he'll never be elite status. You changed the question and then said yes. That is minus points. Okay. All right, Justin. Will Tim Tebow make the Jacksonville Jaguars opening day roster? As their spiritual advisor, yes. (laughs) That is a good answer. I will take it. All right, Jamie. Do you get excited for schedule release day, which is happening tomorrow? Yes, I do. That is the right answer. (laughs) And the winner of this this week's Rapid Fire... Is none only, none other than Justin McCord. Yeah, it is. I knew it all the way. That's because Jamie was awfully lippy in this one. Changing questions and being ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Patriots, if they don't go and win the Super Bowl this year, they will do it next year. Every three years, they win a Super Bowl. So oh, sorry. It was, that's not the Patriots. That's Tom Brady. Oh, no. It's Bill, no no, yeah. no they, longer on the Patriots. So he actually, actually just won Bel- last year, Bel- so he's got Bel- a couple Belichick, years. So, yeah. Bill Belichick's team. Well, I think we found out who the real reason, who the real winner is in that relationship, and it's not uh, Bill Belichick. Yeah. We found out who the real Slim Shady was. Yeah. Interesting. Just the record, if you were going one way, I would have went the other way. I would have gone the opposite of whatever you said. Hmm. All right, guys, that is it for the Northern Blitz podcast. You can reach out to us at, at Northern Blitz. I is a Y. And you can reach us and email us, ask us questions, and we would love to answer them. What's our email address, Justin? The Northern Blitz with an I at gmail.com. All right. So just get in touch with us, ask us questions, uh, tell us who you think won rapid fire, and that is all for us. It's the Northern Blitz Podcast. Bring.